Welcome to Get Animate, the anime watch-along podcast for the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed human man-sized vibrator, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm self-proclaimed those eyebrows, Nick Weiger. I'm self-proclaimed I don't have a home to go back to. All I have is my cat, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the premiere anime podcast where we're talking about early 2000s mega hit FLCL, also known as Booty Cootie. This was a show that was on Adult Swim in 2003. Uh, it uh, placed as high as number 42 in overall 18 to 34-year-old demographics. This was a show that people watched. Wow. And, and then they remembered it. And now we're remembering it as we take a look back 20 years ago at the show FLCL. We're watching it now. Years ago, yeah, twenty years have passed. Wild. Uh, it's a. It look, I like the show, but can we do an easy show next? That would be my request. Yeah, can we do something that's like not hard? I think. I think that's. I think we can do that. I think that's okay. fair because I did. Uh, I was telling Heather before we started. I watched these episodes twice, and it was because. The first time I watched it, I was taking notes, and I felt like when I was taking notes, I didn't understand what I was writing down. Like, I was just like, okay, just kind of going through it all. And so watching it a second time, I took different notes, and, like, I understood the notes more. Yeah, that's the note-taker's dilemma. I So yeah. I watched all these episodes twice. I, I also watched last week's episodes. I watched twice, and I um, I here's what I found helpful. i watching them in both the dub and the subs. So the the dub just lets me because it's 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 dense both in terms of dialogue. There's a lot of overlapping dialogue. There's a lot of really quick dialogue as I mm -hmm. talked about last week, and also dense just visually. And so like if you're ducking back and forth between the subtitles, it's like, you know. So I'm I'm watching it and I actually think I'm gonna flip the order for the final two episodes. But I watch them the subs first and then the dub second. I think I'll, I'll watch in the dub first so I can concentrate on the visuals and just sort of understand the story and then yeah. watch it in the subs afterwards. But the other thing is the other element is that it's got a lot of very specific references to like Japanese culture in that Japanese pop culture in that time and and you know uh, 20 years ago and those have been localized like turned into things transmogrified into things like you know Crystal Pepsi uh Van Halen like references that Americans can understand yeah i have i'll tell you i haven't i tried watching the subs for the first two and this week i only watched the dubs and i only watched the dubs twice couldn't I just like I couldn't. Oof. Yeah. I um here's so I've seen this show infinity times. Um <laughs> like truly infinity times. So 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 much so that the I I have not seen it as much as say Evangelion, but the cadence of the show and the the like rhythm of the show is super familiar to me. Uh and I cannot believe that the only way to legally watch the subtitled version is on who in the United States is on Hulu with hard coded subs that look like they were recorded off of somebody's television and the fade to black commercial break also hard encoded into this to the show. It feels to me like they lost FLCL or something 
but that doesn't make any sense because you can buy it on Blu-ray. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking at when I'm watching this version of the show on Hulu, but it is baffling. Every, every time it's every time I see a version of a thing that isn't the actual version of the thing, it's so confusing. Like, why does that happen? It, yeah, I mean, it's not ideal. I, I I like that you at least at least it's available on a platform that a lot of people have. Uh, but it's 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 annoying. Yeah. And it's kind of a it's kind of you're right. It's kind of an ugly presentation for a show that is so gorgeous and beloved. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is a rare show. This is this is a big show that was a big hit. All right, let's. You know what, though, before we get into FLCL, here yeah. we go. I think it's time for us to talk a little bit about the things that we've been enjoying. Mmm. It's a segment that we like to call "What We've Been Weaving." Hey, what we've been weaving? It's me, Ash Ketchum, and Ash. I'm here to ask you. Hey, Matt, how are you? Doing great. I uh, I just wanted to apologize again for um. Uh, for trying to cut you off a couple weeks ago, and I just—I hope we're good. I hope we're good. Yeah, buddy. I don't hold grudges. I get revenge. All oh, right. So, <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. Yikes. So, Matt Abadaka, I'm—I choose you. What okay. have you been weaving? Thanks. Um. So yeah, it's been a kind of hectic, uh, couple of weeks. So I haven't had time to like watch anything extra for the show, but I had an interesting experience over the weekend that I that I'll share with you guys. Um I went to, I well, I went to a Weezer concert over the weekend. Shock. Surprise. Everyone's gasping. They can't believe nice. that I that's no, something I'm, I went really, and did. I, I can't wait to see how this ties in. <laughs> <laughs> I went there and well, on my way there, it was in Irvine, right? So I had to drive all the way to Irvine, good 45 miles from where I live. It's a haul. It was a haul. And I did drive back. Uh, yeah, you don't but, want to stay down there. No. In Irvine? Pff, miss me with that shit. Uh, if you live in Irvine, you know. Um, but <laughs> I went down there. On the way there, I saw a car. And on this car, it had all these decals on it. Like big, like sort of like street racing like car decals. One of them was Ray. From Evangelion. Wow. It was sort of nice. like a purplish kind of car, too. Like, sort of like her hair, kind of. Bluish, purplish. Periwinkle. Um, and I was like, wow, this is, like, pretty cool. I can't... This is probably it for me today. I probably won't see any more Evangelion stuff today. And boy, was I wrong somehow. There was a <laughs> lot of Evangelion representation at the Weezer concert. I saw people wearing Evangelion shirts. I saw, um, like, I, like, a lot of different, like anime shirts at this uh at this concert and i was like wow i guess there's a bigger crossover here than i initially realized but the big one was that somebody was there dressed as asuka and i was like i i meant to go ask this person this young woman like what is the connection here what am i missing Uh, because i want i would like my venn diagram to be a circle too i want to understand where you're at so i could also be there um and but i didn't but i didn't ask but i was just like what i was just baffled by all of it Uh, but you know weezer well music is shinji coded i will say uh like like there are uh you know little sad weaklings um 
but it, so it was very exciting to see that. And then also I was wearing a Chainsaw Man t-shirt and then the kids behind me, kids, by the way, well, were then talking about Chainsaw Man nonstop uh, after cool. they saw my shirt. I, I, but they did not, they did not care to hear what I had to say about it. You, you know, I have a whole podcast heard... about it. Yeah. All right. All right, old man. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. Have you up. heard the theory, Matt, Mm-mm. that there is a reference to Evangelion in a Weezer song? No. In El Scorcho from Pinkerton, 1996, the lyric is, My Goddamn, favorite. you half Japanese girls, do it to me every time. Oh, the redhead said you shred the cello, and I'm jello, baby. Yes. So... Asuka is half Japanese, uh, and uh, Shinji is the one shredding on the cello. Mm. So is it possible? Yes, maybe. Um, this has made me happier than it ever could. I'm so happy. Like I, 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 I need this to be true. I need to find out if Rivers Cuomo has watched Evangelion. <laughs> That but that's it for me. I I I'm very pleased now to I this this theory was not uh, ever something that uh, came across my desk, Heather, as a big Weezer fan and now a big Evangelion fan. Because how could it have? I wasn't I wasn't in on it before. But that's my favorite. I love that song. I love that album. And now I have some more digging to do to find out if he's seen the great work of Evangelion. But that's it also- for me. There's also the question of whether or not in the video for it, he is cosplaying as Shinji. Oh, holy shit, he is. Wow. He is. He 100% wow. is. Heather, this, you thank you. This was a gift you gave me. I think you just got a special episode of your Weezer podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, guys, uh, can we record it right after this? <laughs> I'll go second. Yeah. Please do. All right. Here's some things I've been weaving. One. Have you guys seen the Godzilla minus one trailer? No, I didn't know. Holy living shit. I have not been this hype about a Godzilla movie since Hideaki Anno's trailer for Shin Godzilla came out. It is a period piece Godzilla movie. Let's fucking go. Fuck. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Oh my God. Let's go. It looks fucking rad. Also, you you don't often see Godzilla like stepping on people. And this trailer, he's just like full stepping on people. It's post-war Japan, Godzilla, minus one. Can't fucking wait. Um, so there's that. So I it's mean, just can... immediately set in post-war Japan, it looks like. Yes. Wow. Wait, are you watching the trailer right now? No. I mean, I kind of got it on, but I'm not watching it. I'm paying attention. Nick. <laughs> Nick. Podcast record. <laughs> I mean, we could all watch it together if you were going to do that. I mean, yeah, but I, I, like I said, I'm not doing that. Do you guys okay, want to watch on. it? We could watch it. It's probably only two and a half minutes long. I, 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 I should we? Because when we we can't, we're going to play the whole audio in You're the. Right. You know what I mean? And we right. got we got stuff to get to. How about yeah. how about if we just get the cl- the the stuff that we would have said while watching it together, which would be like, holy shit. Wow. Godzilla's cool. Fuck, that looks amazing. No oh my way. god! Wow. I love Godzilla. He's so cool. Oh shit! A gra- like so cool. they really are doing the ground. That's really cool. Um, okay, so that's one. I do think do that uh, they should put period pieces for every kind of month, like they did with uh, Predator in Prey. Just yeah. do that for anything. It fucking rocks. Yeah. It's it's a brilliant idea. It's so good. Yeah. Do it a million times. I don't care. Anyway, I'd like. Uh, I would like Independence Day Aliens versus Feudal Japan. 
100%. Give me anything like that you got. I love it. I, I, I'd like to see Hercule Poirot, uh, the Kenneth Branagh detective character, in more like far out scenarios. Because it seems like they're going to a horror one. Like that's the next one, which I love. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think like, yeah, he should just do all, like he should just do more f- like crazy crimes. I think like, he should, should team be, up the with Benoit Blanc. There, hey, man, I'd love to see that. That's That becomes a time travel thing. Again, it's more science fiction. I love it. <laughs> Two greatest detectives on Earth. So I was weaving that trailer, and then I was also uh, uh, continuing my journey in uh, Vinland Saga Season 2. Everybody said there was a tone shift. There is a tone shift. There was uh, one episode that got sort of back uh, into the politics of the region, but most of the time you're spending on a farm uh, where I'm learning some of the things that um, the Thorfinn is, uh, is learning about farming. Um, it is, it is a ponderous, pensive second season of one of the best action shows I've ever seen. Uh, so that's it for me and what I've been weaving. But boy, oh boy, am I really excited to find out whether or not Nick finished that season one. Nick, you're up. Heather, I did finish season one. Oh, okay. Here we fucking and go, I kinda, man. I took my time with it because I was going towards the end and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to binge these as much. I'm just going to like w- watch one a day and just sort of slow down the pace a little bit to let it sit with me a little bit. Uh, I think it it's, a, it's an incredibly satisfying finale. It is both in terms of like kind of like the tones and themes of the whole series, but also just in delivering just like fucking mayhem just bloody action which the show is so good at it it's it's absolutely yeah it, it's it's a it's a super satisfying finale uh i'm curious as to where you are like how deep into season two you are because because i'm going to get started on that but i'm i'm wondering how much like i'm i'm all for ponderous ponderous uh, is my vibe but I'm, I'm i'm wondering how deep into it i think i'm only six still... episodes in Okay, great. So, so I'm I'm prepared for it. I know what to expect here. Um, yeah. But yeah, the first one, the first season is like unrelenting, and it rarely gives you a moment to breathe. And even in the the episodes that are a little bit more slow paced, there's still something momentous that happens. Like it's rarely just marking time. It, the, it's yeah. It's it's incredibly well plotted. That that finale had a moment in it where I shrieked at my television and i i never do that from just a plot move we'll talk off we'll talk off pod but i think i know what it is because i I had a similar like holy shit yeah that's i literally did the same thing i just went holy shit yeah like out loud with my mouth and voice at a television couldn't believe it, it and it's something that's been set up so like elegantly but in a way where it's you don't get ahead of it Nope. So it's not like that's not out of nowhere. That's not like like what the fuck. That's not like yeah. That's not some Harui Suzumiya shit of like huh the fuck. Yeah. Nope. It, <laughs> this, this is like it's like very uh it it it's 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 let like there's a there's a, a build up to it um but it's like played kind of in the background and there's a bunch of other shit going on that when it finally hits you're like oh wow okay they yeah. fuck, they I I don't know I'm I'm just impressed when. As someone who who I feel like I I do get ahead of things, I do kind of anticipate what the next thing is going to be when I'm watching yep. things. Just just want to show is able to achieve that. Uh, so yeah, really like Vinland Saga. The other thing is that Jujutsu Kaisen is back. Had about a month off in terms of its its uh, broadcasting the new season and the way that they uh, they did the broadcast order 
it's like they it's like the the first mini arc kind of wrapped up which was all a flashback mm-hmm. uh and then now we're back to the kind of present day timeline and our main character uh UG is back and so you know now we're we're spending time with him uh he's still a very funny dipshit uh he did, <laughs> there's a really there's a really just like a long thing and it's like played out a little bit where he's just really excited to see this movie called Her- Human Earthworm 4 and he's describing what the movie is and then they're like showing what the movie is and it's like so it's just one of the it's like when a joke just kind of goes a little bit too far but that makes it extra funny yeah like they show how the movie plays out um as he's describing it uh it's uh, like that's that's a great sequence uh and then they they've introduced a new character who's like a um a woman who went to a girl who went to middle school with UG and she's had like a huge growth spurt. So now she's super tall. And so it's like he like she she's kind of unrecognizable, but UG still recognizes her. And then also like he he was like one of the few people who like treated her with dignity and respect when she was, you know, this this uh, 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 this more bulliable. Uh, mm-hmm. form factor i guess i describe is how i describe it um and so uh it's a i don't know i like it's one of those things because this show is like it's very it's very fun but it has some things where it goes into like bullying and introduces a new character and like they have like a really dark fate and a tragic past it does some of that shit too which demon slayer also does for a show that's such a broad entertainment that i'm 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 hopeful that this character has a better fate or doesn't have some sort of turn where they, they end up being evil, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but the, here, here's the other thing I will say, and I texted this to the two of you. I've, I kind of figured out the appeal of Jujutsu Kaisen. It's taken me watching all of it up to this point to understand it, which this show is just fucking X-Men. It's just, it's just everyone uh, yeah. who's a, who's a sorcerer of a different level. They all have their different, really specific power, whether that's a uh, Mechamaru, who's like the, you know, the the dude who can puppet uh, uh, automatons remotely, or whether that's a uh, pan, the, the the dude who's just a panda, you know, it's 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 like everyone's got a different sort of uh, attribute, a different sort of hyper specific uh, power in the same way that 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 you know your your cyclopses of the worlds do, uh, and um and it's cool to just see like oh look that guy can do that, um so yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen is back. I'm going to keep up following it, and hopefully it it's, uh, the season ends up being as satisfying as the last one. i got to get nice. back into it. Great show. Really fun show. I mean, it's like, you know, it's not, it's like, it's not high art. I don't, but I don't think it aspires to be either. It's like, it's like a really, it's a great broad entertainment. Hell and it yeah. looks great. Uh, all right, let's talk about Foodie Cootie. Uh, so we Foodie are Cootie. on episodes three and four. Here's a thing that we talked about before recording um, and a thing that it, it that took me four episodes to pick up on, which is that the uh, the Katakana titles of all of these episodes is the same cadence as Foodie Cootie. It's localized as, you know, more of a direct translation, English translation, but like, a, you know, uh, Firestarter, which is the second uh, first episode, the pilot is, is Foodie Cootie. Uh, the second episode, uh, Firestarter, is the English title is uh, is like a uh, Fayasuta uh, in in Japanese. Um, the th- and then the third and fourth episodes, which we're covering today, are and apologies if I mongle the uh, mongle uh, if I if I mangle I said ma- I said mangle like manga uh, if I if I mongle the uh, katakana here uh, it's uh, Maru Marura Maruraba. And then the Maduraba is episode three, and episode four is 
uh, full swing uh, is Fudi Kiri. So they all like have that ba-da-da-da uh, cadence to them, um, which again is a hard thing to make work in English. And if you're a minion, it's ba-na-na-na. Right, yes. That's a good way to think of it. If you're Bob or Jerry or You Stuart sort of have to think you. of a lot about like, it's, it Put helps me a lot. being Kevin, yeah. Yeah, you have to, if you think about being a minion, you can sort mm-hmm. of kind of get through anything. Uh, but you might be attracted to a fire hydrant is the downside. If you're a minion, you might be attracted to a fire hydrant. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just working on some um I'm working on some stand up. It's good. I would maybe just flip the order cuz I think you might want to land on you might be a minion. A, yeah. No, I think I yeah. think you want to add you I land on you might be a minion. Yeah, you're that's right. Yeah, you're right. No, that's that's good. Uh if your impression of a fire truck consists of you going bedo bedo bedo, you might be a minion. <laughs> if you served every master of evil through time, but conveniently skip over the 1940s, <laughs> you might be a minion. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, Heather has really nothing in, happened like, between minutes. Dracula and modern day. <laughs> Interesting. Um, uh, Heather, who's your favorite minion? So the show is called FLC, <laughs> and the episodes we're uh, covering today are Maruraba and Furi's Kitty. Kitty. Furi Kitty. Okay, so uh, in this first episode, in, in, in episode three, <laughs> we start off. Uh, uh, Naota's uh, classmate Iri, Iri, is uh, is being driven to school uh, by uh, who appears to be a, a secretary that is seems to be having an affair with her father. Because uh, she remarks, "You're a smart secretary. You slept over and brought a change of clothes," implying that other secretaries that he does this with uh, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is a slam on her, like, oh, you think you're the only one, sort of. Uh, but also, uh, you know, she's sort of an observant, uh, an observant young uh, young girl. Um, and then uh, in the next scene, we see Haruko. She's working on the Vespa, uh, and nothing, nothing too crazy going on there. She's kind of just working on it. Um, uh, so at school. Iri uh, confronts Nota and says, uh, "You've been skipping rehearsal for this play." Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, Nota is or Iri is uh, the lead in the school play. That's I sort of the yeah. the big thing. Has a USSR sweatshirt too, which I like. Oh yeah, must I, 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 I feel like there's something <laughs> something uh, a little because that first scene when uh, Haruko is working on her Vespa, she takes off uh, Nota's hat. Yes. Oh yes, yes, yes. And uh, and off camera seems to be molesting him in a way right. that we we do not know. But given that h- how many things keep coming out of Noah's head, we're like, oh man, this is a twenty-year-old woman at least who's yeah. doing something to a twelve-year-old boy. That ain't not cool. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Um. But because we also like 
has his his ears haven't been shown at this point. No, they're not shown no. until like about midway through the episode. Okay, so that's like, after a, a Vespa colli- like collision. Yes. Um. And so later on at the school, uh, Iri is mad at Nota for missing rehearsal and says like, "You got to stop ditching rehearsal. You better be there after school today." Uh. And he's like, "All yeah, right, he, whatever." He's playing a fucking cat in the play. Yes, and he's like kind of like embarrassed by that. Yeah. But coincidentally. They're also learning about cats in school for some reason. <laughs> sure. Well, I just think this is like like it's maybe it's because of the play. I think is that is that what it is? Like that's why they're learning about different types of cats because in the English uh they're like, yeah, there's uh, you know, house cats, this kinds of cats and also fictional cats like Doraemon and uh some and uh, they mention another cat too that I can't they remember. They mentioned Tom and Jerry and that's Tom one that's one of the things where I think that there's a difference between the dub and the sub where yeah. the the subtitles I think Heather, you may know it. Like, re- I don't think it references Tom and Jerry. I think it references a, a you know, like a, a more known Japanese IP. But then in the local, the English localization, they change it to Tom and Jerry. Do uh, kids today even know Tom and Jerry? I don't know. I don't know. I think they do. I hope so. There might be there might be another element here of um of like I I'm not sure because I'm not Japanese, so I don't know how often this is the case but neko or cat is slang uh-huh. uh to refer to passive gay people which uh. then was also adopted and expanded to include feminine lesbians uh so i know from i don't know from 20 years ago that i heard somewhere that neko is it's a bit of a uh, double entendre at times. Uh, I see. To be like the sexual recipient, so there might be there might be something in there, but I I don't know if that's like something where it's like, uh, where you have to be fully versed in gay culture in order to know it. For example, hairpin drop is like a gay slang here, but nobody knows hairpin drop. Like that's not something that you guys would know. No, I don't, and I don't know. know right. So I don't know that like, I don't know how pervasive Neko is as, as slang, but it's possible. It's possible. Uh, the, you know, we certainly have some in English, some cat related double entendres. So I think there's like, you know, it's, it seems like a it, it, very possible. Yeah, it's possible. Do you think because of the the slang in, in in Japanese that they were extra confused when uh, Neko wafers hit the market. Pussy yes. cookies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Um, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> uh, but in the class where they're learning about the cats, some of the other kids in the class are talking about this zine uh, and then the teacher takes it away and has, this teacher is so funny, by the way, I have to say. Teacher's scandalized, yeah. yeah. The teacher's absolutely scandalized by what's in the zine, starts flipping out. Not the only time in this episode that <laughs> the teacher has an insane reaction to something. Uh, but she's like, yeah, doing like basically like a Three Stooges routine when she sees the uh the zine and gets mad at them and says it's reading matter of low class or low taste. Um, and then 
uh, Naota has this monologue where he's like, kids can't choose the adults in their lives, uh, which is uh, interesting. There's He always has something to say about about what's going on. Um, uh, but he also immediately ditches rehearsal after uh, saying that he was going to go. Uh, and he thinks that playing a talking cat is too dumb. Which is funny, in a way, I think, because... Uh, you know this this show shared uh or you know has the same or some of the similar staff as Evangelion and then uh Hideaki Anno is the voice of the cat in this show the cat doesn't talk necessarily mm-hmm. but it says like meow and stuff do you yeah. think they were like yeah yeah do you think he was like that's dumb why would i do that and then they put it in the show who knows uh, Who knows? I don't fucking know. I don't know what any of this can. I mean, I mean, like I'm watching this, and I, j- I just kind of genuinely think they maybe worked backwards because it is such a, a, a well animated show. Yeah. That I almost wonder if they worked backwards from the specifics they wanted to animate, and were like, how do we justify this as a narrative? But I have no idea. I haven't, I haven't done any research into the production of this. You yeah. would call that being board driven. Mm. When the when the animating and the uh, storyboarding. Uh, takes uh, the front seat and the writing takes the second, the back seat. It's called a, a board driven series. I was board driven once when Nick gave me a ride. How dare you? <laughs> I have written, I have written for board driven like uh, children's animated shows, uh, like Cartoon Network shows, and that oh, is an interesting process because you're just sort of like they just sort of take your your script and it's like, okay, okay, we got it from here, and then the final thing that uh, you know, it's it's just. You get to watch it get transformed and know however they board it, uh, or or you know it's I don't know it and it's a it's an interesting process that I respect. I've like never heard of that before. Like that's really interesting to me. Um, I yeah I guess I I mean I don't claim to know a lot about animation, but I guess I didn't realize. I thought that they like did all. <laughs> I thought they did all the drawing second, but I guess that's not always the case. Yeah. Well, um, sometimes it's like a yeah, it's an intermingled process. It yeah. just depends. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, no to Ditch's rehearsal. Things playing a talking cat's too dumb, and then uh, Naota and Mamimi are hanging out and they're taking selfies, and she has these cat ears on, and then she starts all kissing on him again. She's like, "I want to do my mark." I'm like, "Stop that! Don't yeah. leave it. This kid. <laughs> Everyone's got to leave him alone." Uh, There's but. A- there's yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of jealousy and tension in this episode between uh Aries uh, uh affections for no- Naota and how he's getting a lot of sexual attention from two older girls in his life. Yes. Um yeah. It's uh, a weird it's a weird heightening of Evangelion where and and they, you know the, the comparison is naturally invited because it's the same studio but it's like it's like you know Shinji is a sexual is a sexually frustrated kid who has all has these opportunities but doesn't know how to act on them and doesn't know how to confront his own feelings and here it's like even further it's like this he's not even necessarily sexually frustrated he doesn't seem like he has although there is some jealousy that gets into the picture in in the next episode but it's like it's it's more that like hey what if what if older uh, like girls were like actively trying to pursue you like how would you how how would you deal with that if you were that age and that confused um which is an unusual circumstance for most people yeah um uh while they're i don't know what i don't know what comment it's making but 
no, it's it, it's it's definitely like yeah, it's it's it must. I don't know. It's like uh, maybe it's a reverse of the trope. I almost feel like all things are anime tropes. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm. at this point, it's like oh, the trope of a vending machine going in a dungeon. Like you're just like oh yeah 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 that that genre that, that old thing the, that time yeah. that I was reincarnated as a level one hundred pudding. Yeah. Uh, oh, that trope. Okay, <laughs> great. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Don't don't spoil what we're watching next, Heather. <laughs> um. So, but while they're while they're you know taking pictures and uh, she's kissing on him, and Naota's hat falls off, and he has grown cat ears off screen. Uh, that's why he's been wearing a hat this whole time, um, and that's probably what uh, uh, Haruko was uh, doing to him off screen that we could hear, uh, playing with his little ears. Because um, this then- sequence is so fucking weird. Yeah, because it's it's like this comes from the. Wait, am I am I out of order here? This this is this happens with the crash, right? It's like she's uh, she's coming up. On the Vespa? Or no, is this, this is a or second. Is that later? It, 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 the, the ears are revealed twice. Uh, okay, got it, got it. Because, yeah, the hat comes off there, and she's Mimimi's playing with the ears, and then they start talking about uh, the previous in- episode where uh, she's like, remember when Conti swallowed you and you like saved me? And he's like, I can't remember anything. <laughs> like, I don't remember any of that at all. Uh, I'm like the viewer. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then Haruko... There's a then we cut back to the house. Haruko is looking for Conti the robot and uh, wants him to start doing the laundry. But Conti's hiding in a cupboard with <laughs> some stuff that I couldn't really tell what it was, and I like rewound it a bunch of times and like it's, paused it. So it's all of the plastic casing from the back of his head that was knocked off uh, when she hit him with the guitar. He's he is so if. <sighs> Look, I haven't seen this reading anywhere for FLCL, so I don't know if I'm I'm reaching too hard. But if swinging the bat slash swinging the guitar is a sexual initiation, then when uh, Haruko smashed him in the back of the head, it was something that he is trying to recover from, a trauma. And mm-hmm. he is slowly putting back together his the back of his head case, the back of that CRT. Oh, I see. And that's why when Haruko sees it, she's like, like she shoves a a cardboard box on the back of his head Mm -hmm. to be like, get over it, which is sort of her attitude towards uh, all of the other, all of the people in this show, because she's just trying to achieve her goals. She's a Mm -hmm. selfish, terrible alien. Uh, so she's, I think that's how I read that scene. I know that that's what he's reassembling though, is that, and, and okay. why he's embarrassed also. Cause yeah, I was like, he's acting like he got caught jacking off. Like it was like, I was like, what is, what is this? <laughs> I, like, I was very confused about what was, what was going on in, in, in that part and in, uh, most of it, um, but particularly there. Uh, and then, yeah. So she puts a cardboard box on his head, uh, and it's like, I'm counting on you. And then she leaves. And then we cut to uh, outside of Erie's house. And the secretary is in a manhole trying to leave. But there are a bunch of paparazzi everywhere. <laughs> and uh, then she doesn't go that way. Uh, and uh, 
there's like they have an exchange uh where like that's like yeah they're sort of like they sort of have like a like a mutual like respect for each other like game recognizes game sort of thing uh mm-hmm. but like not they're not i don't think they're fond of each other in any other way other than that um but then Erie is hanging out by the train tracks and she says i don't have a home to go back to all i have is my cat which i find uh very relatable mm-hmm. um mm. uh you got to you got to if you got a cat you know what's up uh but then Naota finds her uh, over there and he asks like hey what's going on with this thing at your house is it like it's a tabloid thing like who actually cares and Erie claims to not care about what's going on and she's like I'm rich like I, it doesn't matter to me I'm rich either way like it doesn't it doesn't matter um and in this moment then like Naota I wrote I wrote down Naota can't get no respect uh, because everybody treats him like an animal or like a pet, like or something. Because mm-hmm. at this in this moment, Eerie is like, "Let's go do something." Uh, you're my cat. You do what I say. Uh, and he's like, "Ah, and I don't want to go do anything. I have something to do. I'm meeting somebody." Uh, and then Haruko crashes into him with the Vespa, sends him flying into uh, Eerie, and uh, which then reveals his cat ears. And then she starts touching the ears and gets sick. Like, becomes immediately, like, ill. Has, like, a stomachache. There's the- there's also a moment when when Haruko hits Noota in the, and, and sends him flying towards uh, towards Eri. Eri? Yuri? Yuri? They connect head-to-head, and you see red light transfer from Noota's head into her head. Which comes yes. into play later. Yeah, the red light. I'm Nina interested Mori. in the red light. Nina Mori. Nina Mori. That's it's easier for me. Nina Mori. Nina Mori. Oh, that's her last Nina name. Nina Mori. Or, Eddie. Uh, and so, okay, I'm going to change to Nina Mori. So now they're back at Naota's, and Haruko is serving uh, curry that Nota hates. He hates it. Uh, and it's like she made a point earlier to be like, oh, I know you don't like spicy curry, uh, so we'll make you the baby version. We'll it's make it little Prince Manhattan style curry. Yeah, it's supposed to be very mild. Yeah, and it's still too spicy for him. <laughs> he does not like it at all. Uh, it's too spicy for everyone. I can't tell if she made different curry for everybody or if it's just like the the supposedly extra mild curry she made is just like yeah. still super spicy. Conti is eating it. Is like catatonic. Yeah, yeah. yeah Conti is eating. Well, Conti's also a fucking robot. Yeah, and yeah, the grandpa. Why is the robot eating? <laughs> the the grandpa's face down in the curry, which can't be good. Um, no. <laughs> should not be doing that. Um, yeah, but then Naota's dad is so rude. This show is fucking disgusting. He's so rude. Like in terms, like he's so gross, and then hit like like so much of what the show depicts is so gross. Yes, but he's like asking her like, oh, like about the scandal at her home. Yeah, right. And which is you know. If you're a parent and you know the kid is another kid is going through something at home, probably not the best thing to be bringing up at dinner. But then he is like, "Oh, you could stay here if you want to like avoid the uh, you know, that scandal or whatever. I'll just call your parents and uh, you know, you could just stay here. That's fine." And then, you know, she runs away to the bathroom cuz I guess she has to shit again or something. Yeah, Curry gives her intestinal distress and yeah. she 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 exits and then that cuts to She's now in the bath, 
And it's the same shot as we, we saw, you know, with Naota before from the back, um, except now it's her. Yes. Uh, she's completely naked. And then the dad comes over and starts talking to her through the window. Yes. This was horrible. Um, but I, awful. But Show's I was fucking gross. also just like confused about what was happening in general because you don't see the dad, right? He's just like yeah. sort of in the shadow, like of the window. So he's not like, I mean, you can imply that he's staring right at her, but like you don't see it. Uh, and then they have a conversation, and he's like, "Do you think I'm a bad person?" And she goes, "No, I, you know, I." What did she say? She's like, "I'm glad you did it to get the secretary out of the picture." But I was like, "What did he do?" And then I was like, later on, I was like, "Oh, did he like publish this tabloid rumor in his zine or something? Is that what I'm supposed to understand?" He did, yes. Okay. That that's why his he has the zine. He publishes the zine. Yes. And that like he's the source of the scandal. Okay. And then he was like, "Yeah, do you think I'm a bad person?" And then she's like, "No." And then he's like, "Okay, well, like you could have this to keep the soap out of your eyes," and gives her this like thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And is and is also like you can stay over here. Yeah. And then so she's now she's in Naota's room. Yeah, and she's wearing glasses, and uh, Naota is like sort of like surprised to see that. And uh, she's like, "Yeah," she's like, "Oh, I'm staying tonight, but like we can't tell anybody at school uh, that we're doing this or whatever." And then he gets all like embarrassed or like you know like uncomfortable because he's like, "Oh, great, now this other girl is like interested in me," and she's like, "It's not like that. No, 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 not like. The, don't think anything like that's going on." Uh, but then Haruko, oh, uh, Eri, um says that she rigged the votes to get cast as the lead in the in the play so they're because they're talking about school and stuff i i i i I rigged the votes uh so i can be the lead and i rigged the votes so that you could be uh the cat in the in the play and then haruko is on the bunk bed above and chimes in and she's just been there the whole time listening uh and they're funny this is really funny and he was like were you listening the whole time? And she, and she goes, no, but then repeats back everything that they were talking about to them, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Um, yes. And then uh, Yuri brings up his ears again, uh, Naota's ears, uh, and is like, I was supposed to, I'm not supposed to touch them or whatever. Uh, but then in the next scene, there's like a scene right after this where then he's being scratched on the ears and he like loves it, or is it the same scene? Like his cat's like that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly where that happens. Uh, but then at school, at rehearsal for the play, I was also so confused by this because it felt like a dream, kind of. Like mm. because they were, especially because in the scene before this, they were like gonna go to bed. And yes, and yeah, it, it instantly feels like a dreamlike state because they're all in costume in the classroom. She's in her underwear, it's, kind of. Yes, it's really weird. She's uh, in a she's gym uniform. Super, a gym uniform. A gym uniform. Uh, Super short shorts. Uh, but then, yeah, Haruko uh, kisses Nota on the lips in front of everyone, and that friend of his is like, she, she kissed him on the mouth. Did she put her tongue in his in his mouth? What's going? And he's dressed like a rat. And I was like, what is mm-hmm. this show? Is so crazy. He, um, you, there's a there's a little bit of a play here, which is that um, uh, the word for kiss, the 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 puckering sound you make is chew, uh-huh. like chew, uh-huh. and the the squeak of a mouse in Japanese is chew, hence Pikachu. Oh. Is uh, uh like almost like electric squeak. 
Um, but uh, the guy dressed as a mouse is like, he kissed her, chew, chew, chew. But he's a mouse, so he's also just going squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> That's really funny. That's yeah, good. Yeah, it's charming. Um, so, but then tensions tensions raise when they're at the rehearsal here. Nota really does not want to do this play at all, but uh, Iri wants to do it because her parents she, are going to see it together. Yeah, and she also she wants to do it because I think the play that they're doing is about her being rescued by Naota's character. Yeah, it's boots. Puss in Boots. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I realize I've, I've I've watched like the Puss in Boots movies and the Shrek movies. I really like the most recent Puss in Boots movie. It's really I don't good. I really know what Puss in Boots' deal is. He's like a, I don't know the I don't know the source. Well, of Well, he's in a cat, boots. but he's in boots. Is that the whole thing? Yeah, like what would why would a cat do that? I guess it is kind of random. Random. Uh <laughs> uh but they start having this big fight. Uh you know, this sort of blowout argument uh, in front of everyone and then uh Iri shows uh Naota's ears to everyone uh and then Nota reveals that uh Iri cheated to get the lead role. And then something happens where then the ears disappear from Naota and then appear on Eerie. And then my next note is, oh, God. <laughs> and then right after this, the ears have grown out of uh, Eerie's head and have become a sort of like spider-like abdomen type thing. And then there's these like other yes. legs that are coming crawling out of her. And it's like sort of controlling her now and attacking with her. Her legs are wrapped around Naota's head. Uh, and then uh, like there's a lot of kicking and at one point uh the robot has her shorts and is yeah, like they just fly her shorts just fly off yeah and then they get back on her uh which is fine uh and then so then the big spider head is chasing all of them they're like okay let's get out of here big spider head chasing them uh the the vespa crashes into the teacher and the teacher does this sort of like vertical tumble kind of for like a long time and i thought that Almost was really like a foosball tumble yeah yes that is the perfect description of the action of what it is it is a foosball mm. spin for sure uh because i was like why does that look so funny to me you don't see people do that and it's because it was it's foosball you're right um so then yeah they're being chased by the big spider with nota uh uh or with eerie sticking out of the big spider uh, the spider's like mechanical too. It like looks. It's like kind of like a Zelda boss. Yes, like a robot spider. Yeah, like a oh, like Wild a Wild gushy, West kind of a gushy, yeah. a gushy top part. Yeah, a big yes. eyeball kind of sort of uh, something something big, gushy, nasty on top of the spider. Uh, and Haruko gets above it and uh, hits the spider, and, and then the spider is fighting back with Eerie's legs. And at one point, the spider uh, consumes the curry from uh, uh, from Naota's backpack. And Naota is also at one point sent flying off the side of the building uh, to his death, basically. And uh, Conti the robot catches uh, Naota and eats him again and turns into a big gun. And then uh, shoots at the shoots at the spider. But then also because of the curry, the spider gets a stomachache and like shits, shits Eerie out, which is so gross. 
And then it's the second time like a character's been like shit out yeah. of a robot. But then Haruko's the like, show. need a restroom, it's over there, and then the spider just like leaves. But then yeah. yeah, the Conti shoots it and it blows up. And then uh Mamimi is far away from this, uh sort of watching the explosion in the distance. And then it's all over, basically. And then uh, the teacher's car gets destroyed too, right? Oh yeah, was like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, they're looking out the window at the teacher's yeah. car. The teacher can't catch a break. <laughs> uh, and then we get to, uh, to the play. You find out that uh, Eri's father, I guess, was being prosecuted for, for was it for cheating on his wife or something? But his parents, but the parents stayed together. Uh, so it's like the whole the whole scandal's over, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the play is going on, and everyone's like, "Good luck uh, to uh, to Erie." And then the final joke of the episode is that the glasses that she's wearing are fake, but they like made a big deal about it earlier. And then that's it; the credits are over, and that's then episode three is done. Well, she says she says at the top something about she how she needs contacts. Yeah, lies become truth. Yes. And that this is a lie that she's giving Nota, I think, which is that, you know, the glasses are like if she if she wants to coerce Nota into thinking that they're intimate, then she would show him a side of herself that she's never seen or that he's never seen before. Mm-hmm. So she puts on these glasses to be like, oh, now, you know, the real me, maybe we can be closer. But at the end, she reveals that was bullshit, and I was trying to manipulate you. Yeah, because she's she is that the, all the tension in the show is the adults who aren't acting like adults and the kids who aren't who are trying to be adults and can't because they don't have any good modeling. There's no good adult in this fucking show. Like his his father, notes his father is a terrible fucking person. Yeah, uh, he's the fucking worst. Haruko is. Uh, manipulative and selfish and in the next episode we we find out that like most of the most of the adults are effectively pretending to be adults that nobody knows how to be mature yeah even the teacher here is like just like a kind of a you know has no authority and has completely uh priorities completely out of order uh it's it you know look look i i think this show where i've kind of like where i kind of made peace with it in the sense of like okay this is like it's kind of not that it's exactly like david lynch because it's not but it is kind of reminds me of david lynch just in terms of like you kind of have to not worry too much about what's happening and why it's happening and more just sort of like let it all just kind of just absorb it all just sort of like 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 you know kind of understand what try to understand what it's what it's maybe saying uh in a broader sense maybe about like just being alive as opposed to getting hung up on the plot points uh because a lot of that is just going to be you know it isn't going to have a clear clean uh sort of resolution or even justification yeah. it just sort of exists uh, th- this is a, yeah this is the, though this is a this is this was a challenging episode and i think maybe i don't i don't know how it compares to the next one the next one i actually found a little bit more straightforward okay so yeah episode 4 full swing uh haruko is playing baseball and smacks a, smacks a ball way out of the park and i guess has been doing this every time she hits the ball 
Very Haruhi Suzumiya. Yeah. Just like extremely good at athletics. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, and like, I, I love And it. an asshole. And also like Haruhi, like kind of a shithead about it. <laughs> yeah. Is like very, is like taunting the other team and like sort of like mm-hmm. dancing around, being like, I'm really good at this. Yeah. Uh, and the baseball team is coached by uh, the grandpa. And they've been doing really bad ever since Naota's brother went to the U.S. Um, and they're also they also are like it's been oh, you've also been bad since that medical building uh, showed up um, that the big iron or whatever that is. Um, and they're like Naota's useless because he doesn't swing. He won't swing the bat. And is that do you think that's because his he's like my brother does that. I don't do that. Could, yeah, it could yeah. be. I mean, like, I don't know. It, this this one's a little bit more. Part of why I found this one easier to track is it's like structurally, it's a little bit more conventional. Yeah, like he has a thing that he has the potential for, but he refuses to do it, and then by the end, he's forced to make the decision where yeah. he has to actually, you know, overcome his hesitancy. It follows well, that sort of like sports movie like yeah. plot kind of. Haruko is instigating all of this because the balls that she's hitting are going into low orbit, yes. and they and they knock into a satellite which is her intention to create circumstances by which Naota is going to be forced to grow up early and growing up is I think again I think swinging the bat is like your is your metaphor for either sexual initiation or just maturity or adulthood of some kind yeah I think that like his older brother represents all of those things to him. And also swinging a bat looks cool. It does look cool. I it, it, it I think, rules. you know, I, I'm, I'm curious. I wonder if Japan has the same baseball sex sort of metaphors that, that we have in the U.S. Oh, that's interesting. Um, like third base, rounding yeah, home. If, yeah. yeah, if so, it would be, that would support Heather's theory, but who knows? Uh, but then they, the so... The team sees uh, Conti the robot uh, just tossing balls into the this bucket of balls, and they're like, he's really good. And they recruit <laughs> the robot for the team. They're like, okay, this is about to turn around for us. Uh, and Haruko tells Naota, uh, nothing can happen until you swing the bat. Uh, and then we cut to the house, and this is my second oh my god of my notes. Um, the dad is like massaging Haruko like, all over her body with like his head and it's like all horny and weird. And she like, I had to like tell my fiance that I wasn't watching pornography. Like this I- is a big time. <laughs> hope this, hope your partner doesn't walk in on you while you're yeah. watching this. Cause it's really uncomfortable. It's also like, it's, it's, he's fucking disgusting. Like he looks like his character design is repulsive. And then he, he behaves yeah. in a disgusting way. And he's giving her like a stubble massage. Like he's using his chin to like rub all over her yes. back and her reactions are very sexualized. Yeah. And I, they like show I was, like, I was yeah. watching this episode on my laptop uh, with breakfast when uh, when my wife and also my friend who was visiting both woke up and came downstairs and it just looked like I was watching pornography on my laptop. Yeah, yeah. Because then they also, like, I mean, they were, they were pretty, uh, it wasn't, like, graphic, but, like, the angles that they chose to show Haruko sort of writhing didn't leave much to the imagination, I'll say. Um, 
this is like a big time. I, I think that the series in general is like kind of a big time, like horny animator thing of like, we can just like have an angle directly on, on a, a on a woman's ass, yeah. like writhing towards the camera. Yeah. And we're pissed. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'm glad I also, I also watched this twice and I have to specify that I didn't notice the first time because I was so repulsed by like what was going on that I didn't, I didn't clock that she called it an electric massage mm, and yes. I didn't clock that he was plugged in. Right. And it, it's plugged into his ass crack. Yeah. Right. I think that's yeah. revealed later on. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, okay, so like, what is happening here? Like, I don't, so I was like, okay, it made more sense the second time, certainly. Um, uh, but Naota is uh, like walks in on this and is like, like grossed out and is like, your sweat, your uniform was sweaty. And then Haruko just burns them so fucking hard and is like, yours is, and I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> just an all time burn. Uh, but then like Naota in this moment is jealous of his dad. Uh, like he's like gets mad and like sort of like goes away. Um, and then in the front of the house, which I guess we haven't really specified, is also a bakery. Um, this guy comes in to buy bread and talks to Nota about women, and it's like, be wary of older women, sort of. Yes, this is the big eyebrows fuck. Yes, who is is a new character in this episode. Yes, and everyone remarks on his eyebrows. Yeah. Well, he's he's got. He's wearing seaweed on his on his face. Right. But I like I didn't pick up I on it until that's it. reveal at the end that it's actually like seaweed. Big maybe eye, maybe big that's super make obvious. You, make you into an adult. You got big eyebrows. Yes. God. Fuck I need this. I need those. <laughs> I need them. One time my girlfriend filled in my eyebrows like for fun. Yeah. I look like a completely different guy. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I'll dig it up. We all got different brows. Yeah. Yeah. Mine aren't too present. They're just they're kind of just there, but Yeah. Uh, the implication of a brow. Yeah. Yeah. I have I think like kind of like narrow, like thin, dainty brows, and Heather has like a really a uh, some good ones. Yeah, some great brows. Um like a well shaped brow too. Yeah. Everyone's really cool. I don't um, do shits in my brows. Don't tell us that. that. It don't you tell know us what? That, it Heather? looks then it's naturally. I don't do shit to my brows. Heather, oh my it's god. It's naturally uh really well shaped to it. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's talking to him about uh older women and to be careful with them. And then I was actually wrong about something in the previous episode. In this episode, Mamimi and Notara hang out, and this is when she wants to put his her mark on him again. You know, just yet another older woman that is trying to take advantage of this young kid. Um, and then later on, Haruko tells Naota that he'll be able to hit a home run soon. He just has to swing. All he has to do is hit it into the sky and don't hold back. Um, and so then later, later on, we find out that the guy from the that was buying the bread earlier with the weird eyebrows that are apparently seaweed um, works for the Bureau of Interstellar Immigration. Okay, and uh, <laughs> discovers that one of the balls that uh, Haruko hit damaged the satellite, and it's gonna make impact with Earth, but they don't really know where yet. 
this again is making this feel like I think why this this one is was easiest to crack for me of what we've watched so far. This makes it feel like okay, she's an alien. There's like a Men in Black t- style agency that's going to be you know there to combat her. Yeah, like like this is all like like conventional stuff. I can kind of wrap my head around, even if the rest of the specifics are yeah. fucking weird. But let me tell you something about taking notes and trying to spell the word bureau from memory. You can't fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> I challenge you. If you're listening right now, pull your car over. Uh, rack the weights you're lifting at the gym. Yeah. Try to spell bureau from memory. Try, try to say it out loud, even. Try it. It's fucking impossible. It's not a real word. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I spelled it, I spelled it completely differently. Like, I was like, how am I fucking this up so bad? And it I just. Sounds, it sounds like something a cat makes, uh, the sound a cat makes bureau. when it's really angry. <laughs> <laughs> it was such, it, was, it made me feel so dumb. Uh, but uh oh yeah later on uh Nota catches Haruko uh with his dad again uh and sort of sees through the crack are they like full on fucking because she's saying like uh why I'm trying to put it in like why won't this part like stay up or something because Here, of all these here's layers. my guess I think she's plugging in his ass cable okay. and or she's trying to pull something out of his head because she uses similar language when she's trying to pull oh. uh, something out of uh, 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 Nauta's head at the end of the episode, right? It was sort of like an Austin Powers thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not It's not like they're actually having sex. No. It's more just a misunderstanding. But again, this will. was tough. This was a tough episode to have on. I fu- Yeah, it's fucking nasty because you don't know what's happening at first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's also just like a little bit of psychic horror of just the idea of, I just you know I think you're just like like naturally like okay like thinking yourself in the mindset of being like an adolescent being a seventh grader and having like a teen girl like move in with you yeah. and then start like hooking up with your dad it's just like everything when you think about that it's like that's fucking I hate it's just revolting I don't want to think about that shit no no uh but he gets uh, no to get so mad that like he starts to like glow red like he did sort of previously in the in the in episode 3 uh or that that red light or whatever that is uh which is similar to the red light of the falling satellite uh and then later on uh no to goes to confront his dad who has all these hickeys on him and uh the dad is explaining that he explains that him and uh, Haruko have a that kind of relationship, uh, and then it's a mouth to mouth relationship. And uh, Haruko like climbs out of the dad's mouth, but like that didn't happen. He was like thinking about it, maybe, or like he's yeah. like fantasizing about what's going on. Um, and uh, but then there's a flash of uh, Haruko saying to Nota, "I saw you first. and so I think that probably plays into the importance of their relationship later. And then, but also in this cat, he's remember or in this flash, he's like remembering his cat's balls and asshole. <laughs> yes. Like the cat, I didn't notice that before when we saw the cat, but the cat has huge balls. <laughs> and I was like, wait, was that in it before? I didn't, re- I didn't remember it, but in the, yeah. they like really show they those fuckers were swinging. Um, but he like hits the dad, or the dad starts being all roboty, and starts like sort of glitching a little bit. And uh, then he hits the dad with a baseball bat, takes a swing, and like knocks him out, tells him to shut up. Uh, and then my notes get a little jumbled around here. But then 
is Haruko on the mound at this point at the baseball game when the blimp goes over and declares a state of emergency and Haruko kind of looks it's like smiling at that and then uh the commander from earlier we find out his name is commander uh Amaro um I think is how you say it um and uh is interrogating Naota about what happened and he's saying he didn't hit his dad that he hit his own TV which I guess is what they call the robots, right? It's like, it's not my dad, it's the TV. He, cause he, mm-hmm. um, but then later on, Naota finds his dad's fucking shriveled-ass body. Yeah, really, uh, really upsetting. And it's all covered in roaches, but the roaches are animated differently. Yeah, yeah. they're gross. <laughs> which, is, Nasty. which made it feel, yeah, yeah it made it feel worse. Um, but his dad's fucking dead but then he puts him in the tub like a and then he like kind of comes back to life like a sponge kind of yeah he kind of gives his dad and like a weirdly kind of involuntary piggyback ride like the dad is kind of like pting him down the hallway almost it feels like yeah and he's got like a roach on his a face and then he puts him in the bathtub and then he fucking and he, and then he's he's like a uh like one of those those toy dinosaurs you uh, you blast with a hose in your driveway yeah uh, like he he turns into a, a a regular man when he's rehydrated. Yeah, and then uh, the commander at that point then tells uh, has another conversation with Naota and tells uh, him to tell Haruko that there's a satellite coming uh, toward the town and that she has to hit it. Uh, and then he goes and does this basically, and then pulls the guitar. Or uh, uh, Haruko pulls a guitar out of Naota's head. Big guitar, big like cool like flying V guitar. A 1967 yeah. Gibson flying V, <sighs> white, gorgeous. Uh, but then, oh, she's like reaching into his brain, and she's what does she say? She says like, I didn't know boys felt like this on the inside. Yes, yeah, that's weird. Um, and the guitar is his bat, right? And when. Uh, when the people who are at the um the bureau the bureau see this they all get nosebleeds implying that this the sexual intention intensity of his flying v is so great that any woman who looked at it would lose would lose control of herself well and then the lieutenant right. uh what's her name lieutenant kitsurubami uh, kitsurubami yeah. yeah is all like Wow, his bat's so impressive. And then the commander's like, he's just a kid. I was like, they're acting like this bat's his hog. Yeah, I think that's pretty. I mean, you know, and they're, they're kind of t- he's talking about like how it won't come out if you, she takes it too fast. There's a lot of sexualized yeah. language. It's also, you were talking about anime tropes earlier. I mean, there's that such a, a classic anime trope, the, the horny nosebleed. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My nose is always bleeding. Um, Constantly. It's it's funny with the, the kind of thing is just like that's you've just never I don't think I've ever seen that in Western media. No. I don't think I've ever seen a movie or TV show that's produced in the West where someone gets a nosebleed because they're so horny. I've never heard it's of that like happening ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's it's just, I think it's purely a uh, I don't know if it's larger than anime, but it's it's a thing I've only seen in anime. Watch, I type in Google. Can you get nosebleed and it autocompletes from being horny? Uh, it's like yes, you can. Um, <laughs> So they pull the guitar out. He has to Nota has to hit the satellite ball with the guitar. He hits it, but then Haruko kind of 
takes care of the rest and then hits it out of uh, orbit again and gets it, uh, you know, away from the Earth. Uh, but he does take he does take a swing. Yes, he does take swing and make contact with this thing and stop its its forward momentum. Yes, and then she finishes the job. It 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 falls to him though. Yes, uh, and then it's basically that's it. <laughs> it's over. Uh, and then in the resolution, you see um, the bureau w- watching them as this occurs, and everyone's like, "Oh, good, it happened." But then the commander, Commander Amaro's eyebrow falls off and then the lieutenant's like ugh <laughs> and then that's it yeah but then it is it is now that you say that they are seaweed it does make a lot of sense but then I'm also well, like <laughs> yeah it makes that makes sense <laughs> well it makes sense for like visually what it is because they yeah, don't look yeah. different than the rest of his hair yeah uh, and it is it it does look like seaweed <laughs> it's seaweed um, well, I was looking it up because I was like, is there some sort of wordplay? Because they keep saying those eyebrows or eyebrows. And like, is is the Japanese word for eyebrow similar to like like nori? Is it is it like the word for for seaweed uh, or or that kind of seaweed wrap? And it's not. It's it's Mayu. It's a completely different word. So there's no pun there. If you type in just, eyebrow seaweed, weird. the first like one of the first results is this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's uh people that put seaweed on their dog's faces and it's really funny. <laughs> that does sound funny. Uh, but that's it for um, these episodes three and four episodes. Uh, yeah. Three and four of FLCL. Oh, is that where this comes from? Cause I have seen the dogs with the angry eyebrows before. Yeah. Is that what this, I mean, well, I, it can't be though. No, Cause this would have predated that's... that social media trend. Yeah. Huh. All right. It's really I funny. I don't, I don't fuck it. I don't, it is funny. I just don't know what the fuck's going on here. I think uh, if you haven't seen FL Seal before, here's some things you should look out for. Haruko is manipulating Nauta. She's laughing at the end because she's going to get something that she wants out of him. And that, that, that her cruelty is becoming a little bit more, uh, it's coming to the fore when she's like turning his dad into a vibrator, when she's like, trying to accelerate the story by hitting balls into space. Um, I don't know. I think that's the, the big, the big takeaway from this episode is, Hmm. Harko is, she ain't, she's not good. No, no, she's not good. Kind of a Walter white figure, if you will. Oh my God. (laughs) Here he goes again with this. (laughs) <laughs> is there a here's 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 my, like there, there's a point in this episode I'm not misremembering it right or it wasn't last episode because like last episode her shorts uh Airy shorts fly off there's a point in this episode where a character gets up and their underwear are just left on the ground right that's this episode that <sighs> yeah that's this episode she uh she gets up to join Haruko uh at on on the Vespa like Haruko's like the game's already started. What are you guys doing? And she uh, she gets up and runs off to Haruko and leaves like her underwear gets snagged on, I think Naota's fingers, and come right off. This is Mamimi, right? Yeah, yeah. Weird, weird. Yeah, horny. <laughs> that's what you know. That's what you know. That it's shorter than what Heather said earlier. It's weird, horny. Yeah, that's that's the show. Uh. All right, well, hey, those were our thoughts on episodes three and four of Hootie Cootie. Uh, last week, we talked about episodes one and two, and you sent in your responses. It's time for, what do we call this? 
Oh, shoot. That, so it's got to be all of them, right? So it's yeah. the... Chain reactions from Chainsaw Man, yeah, the ch- blue blue talk from Blue lo- Blue Lock, uh, of Harui Suzumiya. <laughs> the, ch- the chain reactions of Harui Suzumiya. Even Gillian's not part of it, but we can't back channel that in. Yet. Yeah, we can't back. We can't back pedal. Well, uh, we were doing that at the point at that time. Colon, that was early on the podcast. Colon Blue Talk. Uh, and okay, what would it be? I don't know. Colon Furi Yuri. Fudi Yuri. Oh no. How about Yuli Kuli? Yuli Kuli. Yuli Kuli. Yuli Kuli. So say it out loud. So it's Yuli Kuli. The chain reactions of Haruhi Suzumiya. Blue talk. This is going to become so difficult. Well, the longer I'm, we do at this. At some point, we're going to kill this segment. Like, let's kill the, <laughs> the, 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 the part of it where we say the title. Uh, those were our thoughts. Now it's your turn. Yuli Cooley. The chain reactions of Haruhi Suzumiya Blue Talk. <laughs> Blue Talk. Blue Talk. All right. So this first one is from James. Hi, James. Sup, James. Sup, James. James. I wish you were here <laughs> in Silent Hill. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting for you. James. Heather, that's the other show. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there should be a Silent Hill anime. Honestly, it'd be the scariest, most <laughs> fucked up thing. Have they never done that? I don't know. Probably. I hate thinking about it. I can't imagine it. they have. You guys, what if Junji Ito did Silent Hill? That would be crazy. That would it'd be, be madness. so crazy. Um, but James writes, Love the show and the music. The pillows have been a constant in my playlist after all these years. The opening guitar riff on Riding on a Shooting Star has been my ringtone for years. This guy loves the pillows. Yeah. I, I have I have no complaints about yeah. that lifestyle and Who's those it, 20 Lindell? years of your of your life because as a as a human with um what is that fucking sh- I don't remember the name of the game. Katamari Damacy. Yes. Mm-hmm. As a human with a Katamari Damacy ringtone since the game came out. I get I get a twenty year legacy ringtone, especially since it's Nick doing it though, right? <laughs> I that was like the Matt's little game version. Not to mix too many cannons, but I guess it would be fun to rip that sound off of this episode and use that as my ringtone. <laughs> I'll get you a clean. I'll get you a clean cut. <laughs> I've had a Death Stranding ringtone um, since we played like played the game. Oh shit! Wow. Which what's the ringtone? The, the whatever his calm like, thing, yeah, that thing. That's a, I got I get the text one. That's blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I get that as a text. Yeah, nice. And then uh, the ringtone is. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and your and your alarm is. I'm Sam. <laughs> it's more of like I gotta take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, thanks for the comment, James. Thanks yeah. for the comment, yeah. I'll be waiting for you, James. <laughs> it's like scary because it's really good. It is, yeah. <laughs> I did have the Metal Gear Solid uh, calm sound as my text message yeah. for a long time. And it was it. I kind of moved it off of it because I would get too many comments from people like, hey, all right, you know. And you as somebody who will talk to any single person you've ever seen <laughs> didn't like that. <laughs> I will talk to a stranger. 
but I, but yeah, no, it was kind of like it, it had gotten to the point where I think it was a little obtrusive. You're, you're done talking about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've, I've had my. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, you really like the games? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've had my phone on silent for 20 years, so like my ringtone is conceptual. Yeah, no, I have my, my phone only rings in two specific instances. I have, I have when my, it's the president. When it's the president, yeah, and then if it's, um, uh, if then if Biden calls me, boy, some heated commentary. Yeah, um, no, I if my mom calls me because mm-hmm. she'll call me in like an off time, and I'll yeah. like I don't want to miss it. Yeah, uh, and and or, then you're always like, what's wrong? Exactly. What is this emergency? Yes. So the the, the ringtone the the and then death it's like, What's that kind of mustard I like? Yeah. What's the name of that movie? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, it then also if my, if my girlfriend calls me, oh, uh, it rings. Those are the only two people yeah. that are like that are urgent enough that I have to that I have to speak to if the phone right. rings. Yeah. 100%. Otherwise, you're going to voicemail, bitch. I got that that watch, so it all, it just clicks. On my wrist. When, oh yeah. When it's time for somebody to but see, talk I'm to not me. a vibration guy. I turned off all like haptics on my Whoa! watch. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any sort of vibration on my phone Shit. or on my watch. You are missing out on the best way to wake up. That's what I do. I do yeah. have the watch alarm, but I've gotten to the point, and this all happens to me with every alarm, where I've gotten to the point where now I will turn it off in my sleep. Oh, like my no. my subconscious brain has figured out how to to mute it. But for a while, for like six months, it was like waking me up consistently. It's perfect. Yeah. So it's a great way to wake up because it's not immediate. No, but it's also consistent. You guys, until, when you, until you're Nick, when you wake up, does it like hurt? What? Like right recently, I've been waking up and I've been like, oh fuck, like it hurts. Like what kind of pain? Like it's not like I guess not pain is not the right word for it, but it's sort of like like my face hurts because it's like not done sleeping, kind of. Uh the, the specific thing I have that I know is unique to my body is that my uh, jaw. Uh, dislocates every night in my sleep. And so one of the first things I have to do Old is habits. pop it back into place. All right. <laughs> uh, this next one's from... <laughs> this next one's from Thomas Heiderscheidt. Heiderscheidt. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Thomas. Rewatching these was such a nostalgia trip as one of the first animes I watched. I have vivid memories staying up late around Naota's age to watch this, Trigon, or Inuyasha on Adult Swim and being totally confused about what was going on, but still very enthralled. Glad y'all are covering it. I remember you know, Inuyasha, which I've never watched, but I remember seeing like Inuyasha ads all the time on Adult Swim in that that general time frame. It was like a big shit. It was heavy in the rotation. I'm like kind of surprised. I just never tried to watch any anime like at all. Really, mm. all my friends were like into Dragon Ball Z, and I just like missed the window completely. Just didn't just didn't participate. Tenchi Muyo was another one that was always around. Mm-hmm. Never watched it. I feel like Yu Yu Hakusho was big when yep. I was a kid. Yep. Um, Inuyasha is on Netflix, so six seasons one, on Netflix. One Piece is coming to Netflix. It's there already, I believe. No, not the live action one. No, I think it's there too. The cartoon. Wow. I think. Cartoon? You know what I mean. <laughs> the drawings. <laughs> uh, this next one's from Lark. Hi, Lark. Hi, Lark. What's up, Lark? I've asked this question before. Is it Lark as in L-A-R-K or Lark as in L-A-R-C? The reference to the band. And now I know it's not. It's a Yeah, it's a K. Yep. <sighs> what? Why? Why? I don't know. I do not deserve that. 
I ate half a sandwich for lunch. I'm fucking washed, dude. I'm so fucking I'm tired. <laughs> I it was the, we got the hugest sandwiches. If you had stacked our halves on top of each other, it'd be the size of my fucking head, and that's a big sandwich. Yeah, we could have split one sandwich instead. We both got our own sandwiches, and we like bail after one half. It's too I, much. I made my own sandwich for lunch. Wow, and it was excellent. What was on it? Uh, fresh. Local sourdough bread oh. that you have to hand cut. I don't like that pre-sliced shit. Mm. You gotta hand cut it so you get those thick farmer's slices. So you just of cut bread. the whole loaf in half. I and just you're like, <laughs> 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 loaf in half. two slices of bread. Uh, turkey cheese, mayo, mustard, Lowry seasoned salt, Fun. lettuce. Um, oh, Japanese mayonnaise. Very Ooh. good. Uh, and which then- uh, which brand do you like? Cupie. Yeah, I got that Cupie. They sell it at, at fucking uh, Costco now. Oh, shit. Yeah. They need that Dutch mayonnaise, guys. Dutch mayonnaise. What's the Dutch mayonnaise? It's just oh, like a wet taste. egg kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wet egg. <laughs> uh, just following the pattern of how I know uh, Dutch foods to be. Yeah. Um, anyway, hope we answered your question, Lark. Thanks for writing <laughs> it. Oh, no, yeah. Lark, Lark writes, there's a lot of stories about disaffected youth, but I believe this is one of the... But I believe this is really one of the best. Through all the craziness of the show, Naota, Mamimi, and all the other kids feel as honest and sincere and true to life as characters like Holden Caulfield or the Outsiders or the kids in a separate or the kids in a separate piece. And even if and even if it doesn't dwell on using punk aesthetics, everything about it feels like punk rock. It seems like the younger the character, the more clear eyed they are about the world, even if they're still figuring things out. I love this show. What a nice comment. It's a really trenchant insight. Excellent comment. Um, I'm not really a fan of Holden Caulfield. I think he's a bit of a phony. I, Heather, Heather, he would be so upset if you if he heard that. I've never even read that book. I don't think I have. Yeah. Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, pass. Miss me with that. No, I didn't have to read it. <laughs> I uh, no, they made us pick. In my class, they made us pick books. Read it or don't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, we could have read that. I think this was based on like what the teacher wanted to teach that year. Like, okay, we always have to teach these two books because these are the only two books that exist apparently if you're a junior in high school. Uh, Great Gatsby or uh, Catcher in the Rye. And when my class picked The Great Gatsby. Uh, I think that's the right call. I think that's a better book. It's good. Hot take. We had to read both of them. Yeah, I read both of them. They knew we weren't reading both. They just knew they public school. They're like, hey, public school in the two thousands. You ain't reading both books. Yeah, I was those, in public school in the nineties. We read both, but yeah. maybe it... all of those books are pointless to read in high school. Mm. Yeah. Hot take. Here we go. Um, our brains aren't formed enough to understand these books written by adults for other adults. Right. And they're they're trying to train us to read on these books, and it is a waste. We should be reading. YA books when we are YA. Mm-hmm. And then, th- because also, when you know the plot points of a book like, say, F- Grapes of Wrath, you don't want to revisit it when you're smart enough and old enough to appreciate it. Yeah. Mm. Speak for yourself. What the fuck is that? Nick was so, reading it on the way Why did you just pick a fight with me? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll, re- I'll revisit a book That's, that I'd read when I was younger. Why I, not? I yeah. don't think I've ever- Playgirl. <laughs> <laughs> I've, never read a, I've, <laughs> I've never read a book twice. Um, I don't think so. Uh, but I also, I think this applies to like certain movies too. Like I didn't see The Karate Kid until I was an adult. 
And then my only thought about it was this would have been my favorite movie I saw it if I was when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 great, but it's like I appreciated it more as an adult than I think I could have uh, as a as a child. Uh, let's get a couple more of these real quick. Uh, this one's from Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Rachel writes. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. How's Joey Chandler, Phoebe, Monica, and Ross? Um, let us know uh, next week how they're doing, and have, perhaps the babies they had as well. Yeah. Did Joey come back from L.A.? Anyway. I think ultimately, yeah, he came he back. He had to come back, right? Well, the, they, you they said- Joey out of New York. On the Friends reunion, they said Joey, his like headcanon was uh, was the Joey, uh, uh, the actor who played him, uh, Matt LeBlanc, was yeah. like that, that, that Joey Tribbiani now has a sandwich shop in Venice. And I was like- That rules. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah. That's a good pivot. Because he sure. loves Ven- he loves sandwiches. Yeah. And he comes out to LA and he probably just keeps staying here trying to make a go at acting. And then at a certain point, be like, hey, I'll make a have a sandwich shop. Just goes like thing. the fat sal's route. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um Rachel writes, I listen to my podcasts on 1.25 speed to save time, but oh Fuck boy. Yes. All right. A hundred percent in. Yes. <laughs> but oh boy, do I wish there was a way I could watch FLCL at 0.5 speed. So I could maybe understand what the hell is going on. Yeah, honestly, slow slow that shit down. It would be, this would be nice to have a little bit of slider there. I yeah, I, I don't know if streaming services do that. Are there? Do any of the streaming services Netflix, let you change? Netflix lets you change the speed on certain players. On certain players, you can do it. So like, I I don't know if it's built into every version of the app, but I do know that you can change the speed on Netflix. I I have heard that I think up to I forget where what the what the endpoint is, but they've like studied at what point you stop retaining information, and I think two two x speed is too fast. But there was something like up to I think one point five speed, you retain as much information as watching it on one speed. This is why I hate being alive. Yeah, because I wish that things were moving at one point five speed. <laughs> I'm so frustrated all the time mm. with how slow information is coming to me. Let me ask you two something. And you don't have to tell. Yeah, you don't have to tell your significant others about this. Which of you is the faster walker? Me uh, in our in our yeah in, in my like uh, partnership. Yeah, uh, if you're like wa- walking together somewhere, me. Do you my, have to, my you have wife to... is faster than okay, me. Okay, so she's curbing your pace, her pace to keep up with you. Yes, you're yeah. curbing your pace a little bit to keep up with Mary. Well, I get in trouble a lot. You're going too fast. She's she's like you are always. Two feet in front of me, yeah, and it's because I'm like I'm 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 like oh I gotta go, and then what's also weird though is her running speed is faster than mine. Mm-hmm. So like if we go on a run together, I I'm I'm struggling hard. Yeah, but if we go on a walk, then I'm like constantly like taking two steps, stopping, taking yeah. two steps, and stopping. Does she run more often than you? No. Does she have? She's running after is, you. Who's who's taller? Me. Okay, so that could be straight because because part of the thing I think with with uh, with Natalie is like I will I will oftentimes have had like gotten a lot of steps in or have got I've like gone for a run or something. So my like my legs will be tired, mm-hmm. and she's got fresher legs. Not that she doesn't exercise, but like you know she she does different things for her conditioning, and so. Like there's that factor. Even though I'm taller and should have a longer stride, I feel like usually she's just less fatigued. And yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a naturally faster I guess walker. I ask because I'm often being told you're going too fast. I, but I'm like I don't consider myself a fast guy. I'm just trying to get to where I'm going. You know, you gotta just. I, at a certain point, my parents just decided they walk at different paces, mm-hmm. which I think I think works for some people. Yeah. So, you know, you could just be like, I can't keep up with George. You're like my mom. <laughs> That's you pull one of those. Yeah. Everybody likes that. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, this last question, and actually it's more of a comment, and it's from our pal MK. What's up, MK? Hi, MK. Mortal comment. <laughs> <laughs> Watching this on Toonami back in high school, I was the one who I was the one who needed a big old head bandage because this shit blew my mind. Hey. <laughs> I love that. Thanks, MK, and thanks for everybody for writing in. Uh, let us know what you think about episodes three and four, and we'll read it on the show next week. That's right. When we finish up. FLCL. So fun. What a blast. 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 Um, Nick, you got animated. Just me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Feels> arbitrary. <laughs> but honest. 